This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Welcome to the My Old Man Said Podcast. It's something for the weekend time. Joining your host, David Michael, Mr. Chris Bird. Welcome. Hello, mate. How you doing? All well. I've uh, spent the last bucket load of hours finally fixing up the website. Anybody who's used it and had any problems recently, whether uh, trying to become a member and trying to access the menu bar on mobile or pictures not appearing, it's all good now and it's looking slicker and there'll be tweaks uh, as we go on from now on in. So do check that out, myoldmansaid.com and uh, if you want to become a, a member and get ad-free versions of the show, then do check it out as well. Uh, Check out the members link, because then you don't have to listen to sponsorships like this one. We're pleased to announce that this episode of the My Old Man Said podcast is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Villa fixture over the 23-24 season. Europa Conference League games are coming soon as well. With more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter where you're based, you can catch every single minute of the action. If you download the Green King Sports app, you won't just get 10% off all drinks anytime there's a match on the TV. But this month, there's also thousands of pints of free Guinness to be won and a chance to win one of six holidays. So download the app if you're going and check it out. Right, Tricky Trees time. Can they complete the double over Villa this season? After all, Chris, they have two stars in their badge. I know. One of the reasons, after further thinking, I thought, yeah, maybe not have a star if you're doing redoing the crest. Just have them when you play in European games, because Forest fans are always going to laugh at our oh, little one star. It's true, isn't it? It is. Well, it is true. It's facts. This is not BS. But Forrest clinging on recently. But if there's one team that's really doing damage to Villa's season, it's Manchester United. And if there's going to be another one, it's going to be Nottingham Forest. So we're going to have to sort this out, aren't we? We are. We need to get our home form back on track. Jeez, we've gone from being unbeatable to, what is it, one winning five in all competitions, which isn't a very good look. Yeah, if you look at the... We were just looking at the last six form at home and Villa are down to 11th at the moment in terms of home form teams they've won three drawn one lost two of the last six over the whole season so far 
This show used to be all about reminding people who's got the best home form in the league or home record in the league. We've now got the fourth best. Fourth. I'm not having it. Can you believe that? Fourth. How the mighty have fallen. I know. Jesus. So, retribution, we need to do something here. Obviously, the old dog head Nuno is at Forest. He had reasonable success uh, against Villa while he was with the Wolves. And he's had reasonable success against Emery as well. Yeah, and I've just look, I've looked at Forest. I mean, he came to Forest uh, 20th of December, just before Christmas. And I've looked at the form since uh, he's come to town. And the interesting thing is, there's only one point, Villa are only one point better off than Forest since Nuno's been there. I mean, they've played eight games each since uh, December the 20th. Villa have won three, drawn two, lost three. Forest have won three, drawn one, lost four. Both teams have scored the same amount of goals, 15. So Villa would be ninth in the table if it started December 20. Forest would be 11th. So very similar fortunes since Nunu's took over to how Emery's been getting on. So this is not a gimme, is it? It's not. And, you know, if you go back to the game at their place earlier in the season, it was probably one of, A, one of Villa's worst performances of the season. B, you'd say probably one of the worst performances under Emery, full stop. Worse than the Chelsea game in the Cup? At the time. I would say we, we've had worse since, <laughs> as, as is always the case with Villa. But um, Villa were toothless on that day and Forrest just, they just did a number on Villa, didn't they? If you remember that one, Villa had a shit ton of the ball. It was about 75% of the possession or something stupid, which is unheard yeah. of away from home in the Premier League. Did nothing with it and then got sucker punched by Forrest on the break a couple of times. So those two stars yeah. in the badge. Yeah, the two stars just shone. But that, it was just two conflicting styles. And I think Forrest, it just worked for them on the day that they had a, you know, the big sort of bully boy up front and nippy little players off him. And it looks to be that they're, they're playing a pretty similar way now, but it's a little bit more effective. Albeit they're a side who seem to pack a little bit of a punch going forwards, but they, they're pretty leaky at the back as well. So I think Villa, if, if they play their way, Villa will be expecting to win this one. But there is a threat there as well. I think it's a case of, uh, you know, to use a boxing analogy, styles make fights. And in terms of Forest, they're kind of a bad fit because they've got the kind of setup that has caused trouble for Villa. Because Chelsea, I think, were pretty similar, like athletic, fast, and, and very as direct. well as, en- you know, energetic, but with that, not nastiness, but like real intent. Aggression. If you know what I mean. Aggression. That's it's the aggression, word I'm looking aggression for. Aggression in, yeah. in the way they play. And Villa struggle with that. And that's my only thinking about, you know, the the Torres-Longley centre-back partnership is we haven't got one of uh, our centre-backs who, you know, they, those two probably don't like it up them. And that's what Forrest will bring to the party. And they'll uh, have a real go at our full-backs as well. And it's, you know, they are very much a, a counter-threat as a possession stat exemplifies, really. So it's just they've got a style that we don't really uh, get on with. And... I think it will be all about Villa dictating this game, but actually taking the chances this time because they can control Forest and Torres will be a big part of that, hopefully. I would think so, yeah. I think Forest might try and bypass midfield, whereas, of course, Villa will try and play through it. It'll probably be won or lost in wide areas. I, would, you know, I think in the last game, they beat West Ham, played very well, albeit against the West Ham team, who are horrendous at the moment for some reason. I don't know what's quite happened there. But Tavares and Hudson-Odoi down there left against Bailey and Cash is going to be a really interesting battle because our lads want to get on the front foot and so do theirs. Something's going to have to give there. Yeah, I hadn't realised Emery's only won one of six meetings against Nuno. Oh, so he's yeah. kind of 
you know, he's owed one. And Villa, and Villa do need to get their... I like that positive spin. You're welcome. <laughs> but Villa do need to get their home form back on track. And you know, when you, with, well, with going to Luton next time out and then Tottenham to come, this is one that you really need to, to win this one. Yeah, because you look at March as well. That's, that's a minefield. You've got the two European games. You've got Spurs sort of sandwiched in between them. Yeah. Before those two European games, you got the game against Tottenham and you got uh, West Ham away. I mean, uh, I think West Ham have got problems just with Moyes at the moment and behind the scenes issues. So hopefully that carries on. And because on paper, West Ham looked good, but their form's atrocious at the moment. And hopefully West Ham are thinking about Europe as well. And Villa can do something now because then we've got a tough game at Wolves and Wolves. They're in the European potential fight, aren't they? They've just slowly kind of gone about it and they've they've really knocked themselves into shape in the last sort of two, three months. Remember the game at, yeah. at uh, Molyneux earlier in the year, they were difficult, but since then, you know, if you know, you don't go to Spurs and win if you're a bad side and they you know, they did us a favour last week, but yeah, three points off the Europa Conference League spots. But anyway, that's uh, that's for another time. Uh, we'll, we shall see by the time we play them if they're still there. But a tricky march. So if you can win this final game of Feb against Forest, I mean, these these are getting points in the banks to make to keep the gap on United. Yeah, and also keep getting the points for a buffer because United have got a, apart from a game against City coming up, they've got winnable games. So the pressure is going to be on us big time. Yes. So if we can just stay there and come out March still ahead of them, then could be looking good. Although we've got some tricky games because we've got to go to Arsenal and Manchester City. So of Spurs, you'd, I, I'd look at Spurs is running in April and it's horrible for them. So you want to put the points on the board while they're available. And, and to be fair, historically, at home to Forest in the league, we've, we've generally speaking tended to get business done we've, we, but we've tend to come and stuck at their place a bit more as we've as we found yeah. last season and, and this season of course well our last defeat was back in the days at Villa Park was back in the days of uh, Big Ron wasn't it yeah and a sort of a very upwardly mobile newly promoted forest wasn't it with you know a, some up and comer called Frank Stan Collymore wasn't it yeah and then they had sort of Brian Roy Steve Stone I remember Stuart Pearce scored a penalty yeah this is a 94 they were a good was side it? that forest team weren't they 495 were forests second or third that year they got into Europe didn't they I remember yeah I think this was the time where they played great football and I think only Liverpool could uh, when they played Forest they would beat them 5-0 but Forest would beat everybody else apart from Liverpool and Wimbledon they couldn't handle Wimbledon because they were a bit too lightweight I think it was the uh, early 90s Forest team picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this time, it, it, this team, uh, it's a lot rawer than they had then, put it that way. It's a, a lot more yes, feral, <laughs> for want of a better word. Yes, which one way of putting it. <laughs> Well, it's a team that you, you don't quite know really what you're going to get, and that's ultimately why they're where they are because they're they're, you know, they're very inconsistent. But on their day, they can sort of to use your boxing analogy earlier. You know, they they can they can get a knockout blow. You know, they went to it was Newcastle, wasn't it, earlier in the season, and they gave them a really good game. So they are capable of causing you problems. Yeah, in terms of injuries, they're actually doing pretty well. I mean, the, Chris Wood is out with a hamstring. Gonzalo Montel, uh, but I don't, you know, he's he's missed the last couple of games. I don't think he's like a massive player for them. Chris Wood just gives them a bit more variation, and actually, he has been pretty effective mm-hmm. in uh, a lot of games. I think they've had a few injuries earlier, early doors of the season. 
whereas of course our injuries have, have stacked up recently. Let's uh, in terms of the threat meeting. I mean, Chris Woods not playing. Who's their top scorer with eight? Alwani. Alwani is it? I can't. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. He bullied us in in that game at the City Ground. And yeah, so we're going to butcher his name in revenge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he scored six goals, two assists this season. Alanga, he's done all right. Where the hell is he? Like, yeah, he's got seven assists, five goals. Yeah, and hudson Adoy on the wing. It's, it's the guys playing off the striker who are the threat. Those three lads who come from deep, really. Alanga, hudson Adoy, and Gibbs-White, who play just behind. And that'll be interesting with, of course, a Villa side without Kamara. Yeah, I mean, Gibbs-White, I think he is instrumental, but I think he, he does get criticised because his end product's not as much as it perhaps should be. I mean, he's only scored two, four assists this season. The Chris Wood injury comes at a good time, actually, because it's that physicality which we haven't got to our, what any of our attack dogs, be it Mings or Carlos, playing. So Awini will lead the line, I think he did against uh, West Ham. And he did, yeah. and he did against Newcastle. So he's been the, he's been the leading. The guy leads the line, but then the, the, the three behind. It's sort of like a, a four pronged attack, but the threat comes from behind as opposed to the the number nine. Yeah, I can't remember if they pressed us. Uh, how hard they pressed us last time? They basically let us have the ball at the back. We had a shitload of passes along the back line. They went all right, then go on, and then we'll pick our moment when to go. And then they they sprung. it was kind of all spring in the high line, wasn't it? Yeah, they, they they turned attack into defence very, very well. They were, I think they were probably the first team of the season, actually, who really murdered our cheese wire. They yeah. were the one who kind of got, got on top of it pretty well, albeit that was probably, you know, Cooper's probably his best result of the season before he got sacked. You know, sort of either side of it, they were dreadful before that game and they were crap, crap after it. And of course, that run of form got him the sack. So Nuno's very much come in to steady the ship, but they are, they are leaking goals and, and Villa look, in the last few games, I think I've looked pretty good going forward, actually. Should have taken their chances against United, but were devastating against Sheffield United. And I thought they were, they were pretty good, actually, at Craven Cottage. It was a good a good performance for the most part. Yeah, as you say, they let you have your ball. I mean, it's all about stealing it, isn't it, really? It's, mm-hmm. it's dispossessing you in their half and then triggering that counter-attack, normally down the wings, and away they go. And it's as simple as that. So Emery, once bitten, twice shy, I think. I don't think would be as kamikaze with the high line, but... No. No. As I said earlier on, if we can control the, the, the tempo and just make this game about us, then, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're also not the greatest of uh, finishers as well. So uh, we've pretty much scored the same amount of goals uh, since Nuno's been there. But Watkins well, been bad is twitching again. So hopefully he'll, yeah. you know, he'll do it. He took both the, uh, he took both the goals really well, didn't he, at Fulham? He looked much yeah. more like what you want from him in front of goal. I think it's just because there was that extra, dimension of Torres getting it a bit more direct sometimes yeah and being just, a lot more through midfield thinking. so yeah. defenses weren't totally set up by the time Villa crossed the halfway line you know methodically and you know Watkins was struggling to break out he, he, there's a lot more space to run into if we can get it up there a bit quicker and that's what Torres kind of gives you yeah, yeah, and it suits it suits Watkins obviously. It suits Bailey, and it's in in his moments. It actually suits sort of people like Tielemans who can you know, pick a pass and probably should have scored himself yeah. at, at Craven Cottage. There's it's it's a game to look forward to for Villa. It, they'll be looking at this one, saying we really want to click in this one at Villa Park and just get back on track, just to kind of calm everyone's nerves a little bit in you know, in home form because you know, our form at the Chelsea game was bad. Newcastle was pretty woeful. Sheffield United we should have won the game but didn't. Man United we should have won the game and kind of gifted United. Two really poor goals. Villa will be looking to be clinical in this one. Forest still in the FA Cup and they entertain Manchester United four days after they come to Villa Park. And that actually, with that three, they've got a chance there. 
I think they'll be with their home crowd if they get on top of uh, United there. That could be a potential win for Forest. It's a shame they're not playing them in that game uh, in the league, actually, because that, that, I could see United dropping points there. Mom's pulled panel result. Paul's panel result, I am going to go... Um more positive. I mean, I wasn't very positive, was I, before Fulham, and I was proven wrong. But I, I, I think Villa will win this one. I think I'm going to go for a home win. Well, I still, I think this is a threat. It's interesting because if I was going it's a threat, but we're a threat to them as well. Yeah. Before we were recorded, I was going to go for a draw, but then I thought to myself, well, if I was going for an acker and I had to put this down, what would I go for? And, and I'm thinking I'd put down Villa down for a win. So uh, let's go Villa for the win. Yeah, if I was a paying man, to be honest, I'd go, I'd, I'd go Villa to win both teams to score. Yeah, I, I'll go along with that. I think Villa will need to put it that way. We, we recorded this before the press conference. Uh, I wouldn't be expecting any changes in terms of injuries and stuff. I don't think no, I, think I think you're looking at the same team, go. aren't you? Pretty much. I don't, I don't see what you change for this one. Same team that started against Fulham. Ultimately, as you know, as I've said, it's it's more about us than them. They they've got the yeah. tools to unpick us if we uh, a if we don't take our chances and b we can't give get dispossessed. We can't be sloppy. I mean, we've been sloppy with some of our passing in the last uh, couple of months. Forrester sniffing for that counter all the time, and if you can cut that off, then they'll struggle. Yeah, yeah. It's almost a game you just need to strangle them, and they will give give you chances. And the way we're sort of um, playing in the final third, especially at Fulham, I'd, I'd fancy Villa to you know with Watkins, Bailey, etc. Tiedemann's starting to get going again now. I'd, I'd, I, I would fancy Villa to make chances in this one. The reason why I was initially thinking draw was just because of the Nuno Nuno situation. I mean, you know, they went to Bournemouth, they got a draw, one all. That's a good result, I think. Under keeper, they'd have probably lost that. I mean, they beat Manchester United actually in the league 2-1, so they've already done the business for us uh, in the league. Yeah, thanks guys. If it was Cooper, I'd say we'd win this because sometimes Forrest, when they when things go bad, they go bad. I mean, they got beat 5-0 by Fulham on their travels. They got beat 3-0 by Liverpool on their travels. But yeah, actually, I think the Fulham result is a bit of an anomaly. It's the only time they've been really whacked. I mean, the next time is Liverpool 3-0, and that can happen to uh, anybody, as we as we in- know. Including us. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm, I'm really in between the draw and the win, uh, but we'll, we'll go for the win. I think you've got to win this one. You're looking at a weekend where Tottenham aren't playing because of Chelsea being in the League Cup final. Yeah. Man, you have got Fulham at home, who you'd expect to win that one. You're thinking, you've got to win this one. Yeah, you beat uh, Forest. You've suddenly got five points on Tottenham, and the pressure's on them all of a sudden. And their game in hand is Chelsea away, which the way Chelsea yeah. are playing at the minute is is no gimme. Yeah, and you don't know when that's going to pop up. It's going to uh, be a bit weaker. So even though we're you know we've got those extra games in Europe, they they will have at least one extra game. So uh, it's not that bad. And what a novelty, by the way, having a Saturday three o'clock home game at Villa Park. Is this it? is unheard of this season? Yeah. Oh shit! I thought it was Sunday. <laughs> no, sorry to ruin your weekend, David. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't fathom there would be two Saturday three o'clocks on the trot. Yeah, don't get used to it. Yeah, just pres- you know, now I just presume it's the the games run Sunday. I work out the time literally a day before. Normally, when we do this podcast, because you tell me uh, while we're recording, right? At least I'm not going to miss the game. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.